0: Hey everyone, welcome to what are you watching? I'm Alex Withrow and Nick is here. He's on this commentary track. I promise he's just not on this intro. If he was here, I would call him Glenn Snackwell, naturally. Ocean's 12. Okay, real quick before we get into the commentary. Ocean's 12. I really wanted to do this episode because I think this movie is very misunderstood. The back half of this movie is so intentionally convoluted that people either missed out what happens, as I did the first uh, few times I saw it, Or some people may actually understand what happens, but then they're so pissed off when they realize that the movie tricked them, which is fair. That's the thing about Ocean's Twelve. The entire time we are watching the movie, we think that the Ocean's Twelve gang are only trying to outsmart the Night Fox, played by Vincent Cassell. But in the end, we realize they were outsmarting the audience as well. I love that stuff. Ocean's Eleven does this for a little bit too, but it's only like a couple seconds. Like, you know, the whole thing involving the Bellagio vault. We as the audience know that they have built that practice vault, but we do not learn till the very end that they recorded their practice run and they have tricked Terry Benedict with staged footage. So Terry Benedict and the audience are being fooled at the same time there. But again, that's just a couple seconds. Ocean's 12 does this for about 45 minutes, (laughs) and I love it. Uh, We had a lot of fun doing this. You will occasionally, not often, just like once or twice, you're going to hear some police or ambulance sirens in the background. Welcome to L.A. One thing we did not mention is Bruce, Bruce Willis. We mentioned how much we love him in the movie, but, you know, just where Bruce is at in life right now, we love him, we're thinking about him. I want to do a Bruce episode In full sometime, but Ocean 12, directed by Steven Soderbergh, one of my favorite directors, one of my favorite movies by one of my favorite directors, one of the most irreverent sequels ever made. I hope you can watch along with us because we do laugh a lot at things that are said or just looks that the characters give to each other. When you hear the beep, that is when I hit play on the movie. So in three, two, one. Here we are, one of the greatest intentional FUs of Hollywood history, Oceans 12, where (laughs) Warner Brothers gave Steven Soderbergh $110 million to do whatever he wanted, and wow, did we get quite the experimental blockbuster film like this is a major major film yep and we love it and I think I, th- I just think it's great that we're doing this and not 11 13 <laughs> we're just starting like this this is with 12 oh god I this, love this is movie. my favorite one of oh, the whole yeah. series oh yeah which is the least popular opinion Soderbergh's favorite as well and uh this was the one for this entire weekend that I was the most excited that we were gonna record hmm mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, it just would have already a difference from any of the way the other three movies start. We're talking like rain and like there's nothing flashy whatsoever about this. We're immediately being introduced into to a new character who mm-hmm. was not in the original. And, you know, Soderbergh's thing, one of his tenets of filmmaking is when I'm watching a movie, I need to be able to understand the language By the time the third shot has happened right here, this has all just been one shot. So he's someone who really knows how to open a movie. We're going to, you know, he shoots his own films, this under the pseudonym Peter Andrews, as he does with this film. So we're going to talk a lot about his great work as a cinematographer. It 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 just it doesn't look like an Ocean's movie at all. No, it looks it, it looks completely different. Different setting, you know, mm-hmm. we're taking it out of Vegas. It's just hysterical. Everything about this is such like a meta experiment, and the choices they took that I've really never seen <laughs> in any other movie. Like to the degree in which they play it out, it's just incredible. Oh, this is so great. See now, this lighting—it looks a little bit more like one. Like I, I could, I could this shot right here with him, uh, with that lighting—that seems like something that could be in Ocean's Eleven. I love that double take. That is amazing. <laughs> it's really wow. fun when we see him jump out of this window. It looks like he could be jumping down far, but he was. it was just like a five-foot drop, which is why they freeze-framed it. Soderbergh freeze-framed it. It's just hysterical. I, I, I love this, though, because like... like <laughs> <laughs> and they do that a lot with him, like when he finds out she's stolen his phone and he does yeah, that funny face. I those love that slope, shit. Those yeah. Like, yeah, those stops, really. And you know, you, I mean... I don't know how much we're going to get into, like, the plot of this movie because it's so – parts of it are so convoluted and, like, us rehashing the plot as we go is not going to get us to talking about the things I think we want to talk to. But it's just so funny how she's describing, like, I'm looking for this guy and she's describing Rusty perfectly. So he's like, all right, see ya. (laughs) That's a little, like, in cold blood. I actually – the rain coming down on the windows. One of the things that I really like about this movie – is uh, I really like the dynamic of this broken relationship that oh, yeah. Pitt and Catherine Zeta-Jones have. Like, well, it's, a, it's the same. It's just a repeat of Clooney and Roberts in yeah, the first it, one. exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But it's just a little different because she's involved in the world. Well, it, it's, there's more depth to it yeah. here, which is one of the reasons why I like this movie more because Julia Roberts, to me, in the first one, like I like that she's in it, but she's not really doing like that much. And mm-hmm. she's just kind of there. And here, they really give her a lot to do. But Catherine Zeta-Jones is also like in the middle of the shit. like She's yep. hunting them the whole time. Yeah, it's so cool. I love the way he's playing this. He's <laughs> 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 trying to seem like that's impressive. So it reminds me of Out of Sight too. Just these angles, you know, Clooney in a bank. Yep. It, <laughs> you know, George Clooney, man. We, you know, he's someone that we, that we, we, we brought him up on uh, talking about Michael Clayton in our 2007 yes. pod. Yes, but. What are your thoughts on George Clooney? I mean, I love him. He's, you know, we don't, we don't have George Clooney's anymore. Like someone who's just got that movie star gravitas who can, there are long sequences of this movie, like the Matsui thing when they're messing with Damon and, you know, the cashmere, he doesn't even do or say anything. He's so straight faced and it just works. Like Mm -hmm. I, I think when he's at his best and dialed into where he knows like what the intention is, I think he's just perfect. You know, I don't think every performance he's given is flawless. That's okay. But his job in Ocean's Eleven was to be a 2001 version of Frank Sinatra, because Ocean's yeah. Eleven is a Rat Pack movie originally, and he did that perfectly. And I, I just, I've always loved his, I, I don't know, I don't think his career is as strong now as it was kind of back then, but I've always been a huge fan. Oh, Michael yeah. Clayton is my favorite, it is, but I mean, I don't know anyone else who could have done Danny Ocean like this, I, and, and been this effective with all these players in and, and one movie. Well, he's just so prominently George Clooney yeah. that there, there's just like when you hire him, like you know what you're getting. You're cert- you're getting a certain type of level of a classy type of guy, very right. charming, very charismatic, and that's what you get. Even, even in his roles where he actually does do some deep, deeper character mm-hmm. type stuff, like Syriana or something right. like that. Uh, I think that's like the one movie where I kind of almost forget. Well, that's maybe why he won his Oscar for yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. But my it's favorite Casey. still is The Descendants. That's <laughs> yeah, the you do like that one. I mean, I like he's good in it. When he's saying goodbye to her, that's like one of his best scenes mm-hmm. ever. It just is. It's a, it's a really humane performance. I really like him in that. I think it's just because it's, it's the one performance where he is the least cool right he'll ever be. So one thing I want to say, when Benedict comes in here, now we're going to meet all the rest of the characters. Yep. You know, we're going to get to... See where everyone is because Benedict has hunted them down. And most of the time, not with the stand-up comedian guy, but most of the time, they're all going to be in one shot. So when we are seeing all these guys for the first time since Ocean's Eleven, Soderbergh is revealing these intros to us all in one shot. And that's how he works as a cinematographer. Like, what's the least amount of coverage I have to do? Yeah. Sometimes that's unavoidable. Like, we're about to have 11 of these guys in one room. Like, you have to cut, cut, cut. But I just love that detail of every time we're going to meet, one of our new guys from the crew. It's all in one shot, and they're not like easy shots. I mean, yeah. the Scott Con Casey Affleck one, where you just go up the whole <laughs> wedding dinner table and then come down. Ah, uh, it's brilliant. Even that run has got such like a '60s type of like. Oh yeah, it's like well, the movie's kind of like is is this going to be about him? Like, are they, they going to knock off jewelry stores like around Yale and Connecticut here? And then you know he comes back, and now it's a different movie like Run for Your Lives. They have that whole kind of. Code phrase that yep, she uses yep. to
1: head out.
0: I think I'm gonna start quoting that thing she said when the guy was mixing the paint. She goes, "Ah, that's 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 two ox blood." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to your new life, Tess. A cool thing, you know. These movies are cool. Like that's the point. They're super, super cool. But. Andy Garcia brings enough danger to it to where you believe, like, he, he would seriously hurt them if they don't pay up. Oh, yeah. And that's what's so, even though he's playing it, like, cool and intimidating, he doesn't have to bust any heads to make his point. Everyone just believes it. Oh, he's got people who know people. Exactly. Uh-oh. But I love when... Soderberg talks about this movie. It's definitely his favorite shot and assembled of the 3 and I would totally agree with that. I mean this really feels like a European movie. It it's patterns, it's cutting styles. Yep. God, I just love it. And I love that this is what no one expected Ocean 12 to be. Ocean 13 is what people thought Ocean 12 yep. was going to be and I they just did that on purpose, intentionally and <laughs> And they're all great. I think you just got to, like, you got to find, oh, this God, this is so good. Yeah, so this is all going to be one shot. And this is, you know, these cannot be easy to do. This is a lot of dialogue. He has to hit, like, every time he's mentioning someone, we have to see that person's face. It's just, it's just brilliant. And, the, I mean, unless and, and we forget all the little dialogue that's just snuck in here, like, there. What does Eddie Garcia say? The, the honeymoon to Epcot Center. <laughs> it. It's okay. it it's just so perfect. Just <laughs> yeah. like uh, he ignores <laughs> the, the him look completely. that he has. <laughs> yes. Mullet head. Uh. <laughs> 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 their dynamic is just so great. <laughs> yep. It's like, okay. Uh. <laughs> Here we go. But I mean, it would be so easy to cover this too. Like you see Andy Garcia uh, walking in, but this is perfect. Like we get it's who perfect. it is. And then, and then we're going to follow him all the way back up. Like it's just, it's brilliant staging. Mm-hmm. And even in a like this is a, a supremely weird blockbuster film, but doing things like this, it helps us kind of, it helps. <laughs> it's not confusing when we see shots like this, because some of the plot is going to be confusing. So it's smart of him to do it this way. I think my favorite intro is of Brad Pitt just leaving the hotel and then the car explodes. Yeah. I think that's my favorite of these of this bunch. So good. These red gloves. These the outfits in the all outfit of these is movies. Just, that's not even trip to it's Epcot so Center. Good. <laughs> oh I, I don't know why. I've always loved this line where she's like, you know how hard it is for me to be friends with guys. <laughs> I I like that's just something that only like truly, 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 really beautiful women have to deal with that line to understand that. Well, I mean, one of the best ongoing bits of this whole series, and it's never even mentioned, is that they all understand Mandarin. Like everyone yeah. around yep. you understands Mandarin. And it's just, it's hysterical. Never mentioned. There it is. I love that. <laughs> Oh, that's so, pr- and, and the, like, how many times can you reveal Benedict and have it be new? And he always finds kind of, you know, different ways, like, now it's yep. a reflection. And of course, yeah, of course, Benedict just knows Mandarin, like,
2: yeah, okay.
1: <laughs> He's <laughs> yeah. like, mm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Bernie
0: Mac, big, uh, Meddy Panty guy, Meddy Petty. Manny Petty? Is that what it is? Yeah, Manny Petty. But he is in real life, so I I love just putting him like this. Um, You know, bringing all these people back would not have been easy because they're all very busy now. I mean, all these actors, like, kind of famously, Matt Damon went to Soderbergh and said, can you really, like, decrease my role here because I'm exhausted from these Bourne movies? Yeah. So, they tried to work something out, and obviously, they give like, they gave Damon more to do, and it's perfect. So, that didn't necessarily work out, which is great. Yeah. It's great that they didn't lessen Damon's role. But one thing people may notice is that Bernie Mac really isn't in this movie that much. And that's because of scheduling conflicts. He was the only one with the scheduling conflict. And they only had him for like four days. Wow. That's so it? my favorite scene in the movie is when they're all in the hotel room, like talking about the plan and the camera's all crazy. And Bernie Mac's the only one not there, but they make a bit that he's like in the bathroom. But yeah, it's crazy. They only had him for like four days. This this is hysterical how they cut out fun. Yeah, yeah, how they cut out all the f bombs because it's a PG thirteen movie, and why not? Like it works. It just Totally works. Especially because you are talking about like how do you make each one of these scenes that where where is just coming to wrangle up all of them? How do you make them all something fun? Yeah, and and look at that—the reflection, the piano. This is great (laughs) because Damon, like, maybe even more than anyone. I think this is the biggest upgrade from 11 to 12. Like I love all the stuff he puts into Linus here. Just yeah. the, the kind of dweebiness, you know, I, I I wouldn't have even, I almost didn't come over here to talk to you. <laughs> like he's, he wants a, a more vested interest and they just start messing with him from the beginning. But they want it. He wants to be more involved. So they're like, all right, kid, we're going to prank the hell out of you. Get out of my car. <laughs>
1: Oh, yes, Terry Benedict. <laughs> love the way he plays
0: this. Oh, yeah, yes, yes, of course, of course. I mean, when I saw Ocean's Eleven in 2001, like, I, Elliot Gould to me was like, I'd seen him in Friends and I'd seen him in, like, American History X and I didn't have any idea. Carl Reiner was Rob Reiner's dad. And now I'm like, oh, these are two, of like, the biggest, these are probably the most famous people, like, in these movies, like, yeah. the, who have contributed the most to film. I mean, Carl Reiner's just, it. A decades long, <laughs> yeah, it's great. <laughs> Comedian, director, uh, huge influence on so many people. <laughs> but his, act, oh god, this is hysterical. I know it's, it's just so bad. I love it, he goes, you know, thanks for, thanks for letting me finish. Uh, what can I say? You're a funny guy. This is great because when the production designer, the art directors, they were trying to think of what to name this place. So they came up to Soderbergh, and they're, like, which we name this club? And Soderbergh goes, well, in the script, the scenes called the nightclub scene. So just name the bar, the nightclub scene it's <laughs> again. It's just all meta stuff, but it still works. Like no one, you know, you no, look at it, it's, it just perfect. fits. Yeah. sounds simple. Oh my God. Well, and also I think it's one of those things too, where like some things just don't need to be overthought. Right. Exactly. Just keep it simple. So that was one of the few character intros where it's not one shot. Yeah. We're cutting back, but <laughs> I wonder what you could have done to make it like, maybe he could have seen them from the set. Yeah, but, he, but we, yes, he could have, but we kind of did that already. But yeah. even his thing is in one shot, which is fine. But, you know, it gets us in, in and out. Like, this one's perfect. Like you couldn't have seen this coming? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. This? <laughs> I, remember, I remember seeing Elliot Gold in these movies, and I remember I recognized him from MASH. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't even going. know if I had seen, if I, I didn't like watch MASH as a kid, so I, w- I didn't even have that relationship to him in 2001. <laughs> yeah <laughs> here we go handheld we get a toe for grace cameo here it's hysterical the room's all trashed <laughs> and of course he was <laughs> he played himself in the first one too he's yep. taking the poker lessons what's the name of that movie in good company with dennis quaid oh yeah he's about yeah. to like shit on it <laughs> i totally phoned in that dennis quaid movie so he totally phoned in that Dennis quaid movie. it's all oh my god it's all oh, frankie Muniz yeah. on me well, because I, around this time, like, he destroyed a hotel or something. Is this a standard? Yeah, this is it, the it standard. It looks like the standard. It yeah. is. Not downtown, but in West LA. West Hollywood, yep. I love her, man. <laughs> <laughs> I love that Rusty's tried to... There it is. Yeah. It. It's a I quit the show. <laughs> yeah. Rusty's just trying to be, like, this hotel connoisseur looking at <laughs> What a strange career Topher Grace has had. Mm-hmm. Like, like, he's still, he, he shows up in things. and I'm always there for it. Like, I'm <laughs> yeah, always like, oh, Topher Grace is here. But it's just such a, a very, very, it's all over the place. <laughs> you got him. So this is an, I mean, it's been one shot, but then we're smartly going to hold yeah. it here and then pick up. So it's just two shots, but that could not have been easy to time when you're blowing up a damn car in the parking lot. And then Pitt's reaction is perfect. Huh. Like and the handheld. Yeah. It, it really is a great shot. Soderbergh like, is... gets so close to it, too. Oh, yeah. Soderbergh is very aware of, like, when to go handheld, when to not. He thinks about all this stuff, puts a lot of detail into it. Like, do you think that if you're the actor, you're Brad Pitt, you're like, all right, um, should be now. I'm a little close. No, I, I mean, yeah, maybe a little bit. But you just put the trust in, in people. And so true. this... And watch, the, like, those transitions. That's such a hacky transition. That's like a stock, like star wipe essentially like you'd never do that but he just pulls these off in these movies I love these little wipe transitions all right something's really cool about this like whew, I've never filmed something where you're trying to cover 11 people I, I just can't imagine how difficult this would be to shoot and the way Soderbergh does this it's kind of a callback to when they first meet at Elliot Gould's house in <laughs> the first one so to set all this up he'll have all the actors come in the room and he's like take your places you know I'm not going to tell yep. you where to sit and then he'll go around and map out all the all the shots. And he usually edits his own movies himself, but Steven Marioni, who won an Oscar for editing Soderbergh's traffic, he edits all the Ocean's films. And so he shot all this stuff and then gave it all to Marioni and said, When you're cutting the scene, try to never cut back to the same shot twice. And that is that must have been a ridiculously complicated editing exercise and yeah. shooting exercise. Yet, yet. Well, like yeah, because we were looking works. at everything. Everything's like the first time. Every shot's like, I mean, maybe we go back to that, like, you know, but for the most part, these are all new shots and I just can't imagine how Well, long see, we, we never got that one though. Like that one of Elliot Gold. Right. Yep. But I mean, the amount of coverage that this is. Right. I mean, how, how long do you think this sequence took? just based on like, you know, say everything went right. Like there weren't any hiccups. It was just getting this amount of coverage. I mean, I would, th- I Soderbergh works incredibly fast. You're doing two, three takes. So this probably at least a day and at for, least for him day. to spend a whole day on a scene is a big deal, but I would, that's yeah. a long time for him. Yeah. I would think this would be like a day. I mean, he, he talks about having a day shoot planned out okay. and then they, f- that, that's yeah. one we've cut back to though we yeah we have yeah. See, yeah I mean he like as much as possible as try much not as possible. To, don't ever yeah. rely on like, yeah, I'm going to that's my go to angle, just try to mix it up. I love this. it solves out, dips out
1: <laughs> Oh,
0: they're all going to, around talking about how much money they have left over yeah hotels man and and just look at like the look of this shot like it looks like it, i mean the the colors the uh it, i mean it looks like they're in some like i don't know like just like a warehouse portal. yeah yeah like and the browns and the blacks and like the like it's just a very very it's a clear departure from anything they we're in, like rubble almost yeah, we have we have left the beauty and the fluorescence of the mm-hmm. first one, and this certainly does not have as much flash in that regard as the first one. Yeah. Which I, I don't mean, think like, a lot yeah, of people were expecting. Like an like an old beaten down like newspaper studio or, or, or like building that's out of been out of office. Just, it looks great. It's like an old manufacturing studio or something. Yeah, like look at all that stuff in the background. It's hats. I love that. He's already got the plans. And they always, in these movies, are so careful about adding in all the, like, look, how, look at Frank's reaction to Amsterdam. Yeah, He's like, that oh, a, that ooh, means something. And then a, he goes, don't me, tell brother. Danny. Yeah. <laughs> but it's so cool that, like, just with one line of dialogue and a look, Amsterdam, yeah, don't tell Danny. It's there, Now we know there's something there. Yeah. That, it's like, what is it? And why the hell does Frank know it? I love this. Yeah. <laughs> Passed out. He wakes up so believably.
2: Yeah, just like I, yeah. a little met,
0: like his eyes. He looks so like he was just passed out. I love the way they play this. It was particularly, wrong. yeah, <laughs> particularly the way Damon plays it. Just you know, I wasn't even gonna come over here. Did I still be sleeping? <laughs> 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 this like desperation that he has is just so perfect. You know, one D- more Damon in team. Is, chewing the gum. Oh god, it, it, Damon is is absolutely incredible at it, it because he is a leading man mm-hmm. in so many of his roles mm-hmm. the way that he approaches secondary characters to me is some of the most fascinating work for like a movie star of his caliber yeah i think i mean we've talked about this i think it's he's almost even better at it yeah welcome back to the fucking matt damon commentary hour here. yeah no, radio. <laughs> 'Cause he's Without not doing this on purpose, I promise. He is not afraid at all to make himself look like an, a complete fool. Which I mean, is, you can that's that's evidence yeah. here, but then what, look at the informant? Like he's just yep. a total ass. But yeah, you're right. Not a lot of movie stars will do that. I I personally love playing roles like this. Like just me personally. Like anytime I get to play someone that's really insecure <laughs> or like right. really kind of worried about something, it, it's it's the most fun. I love when uh, Pit goes, okay, okay. And you know they're just <laughs> yeah. setting up this grift here from the beginning just yep. to mess with him. <laughs> uh, okay, okay, awesome. All right. <laughs> and it's so like, it's so acting, but he doesn't even pick and up on it. he comes back. I know, he comes back. No, the double take looking was... back at him is, I love that. No, this smile looking back. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> oh, my God. It's just, it's up. Yeah, it gives like a look back too. <laughs> Thumbs up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a great... I mean, I've never seen this in a yeah. movie. Just, instead of saying, you know, Amsterdam, and, and, and they give and you, you all those, those shots. Cuts. It's, just, it's fucking brilliant. I hate that word. What's your take on that word? What? Brilliant. I don't fucking care. I mean, whatever you ever it you feel fits. like it just got, like, abused by the world of, like, film and In- art? Incredible is abused more because the actual definition of incredible is something that is not credible, so it's not believable. And now people use it as, like, oh, that's amazing, but it's actually. But it's actually. Like, if you tell me something, it, I could say that's bullshit. But yeah. I, I actually could accurately say yeah, that's incredible. That's, incredible. that's yeah. not credible. We should start doing that. Yeah, we'll sound like fucking idiots because people No, are like, are man, doing? we're bringing it back. Use, yeah, we're bringing it back. We'll have to put, it, like, an emphasis on the way we say it. Because there's been saying to me like, like, oh, that's incredible. To be like "No that, That's thought. incredible. Yes. <laughs> um, we'll start that now. Yeah, brilliant. I don't mind. I think brilliant is funny. I like when uh, British people use it. I think they use it better. Like, oh, oh, oh that's yeah. brilliant. Because they'll say it about like smaller things. Yeah. You know? Oh, the, all these cuts of and this music. I love hit, this. just like, uh, so I honestly didn't realize what like funeral he was at. I mean, there's a lot that goes, went over my head the first time I saw this, but this is her mom's funeral. And yep. I didn't really realize that. So he's like paying her respects and she doesn't know who her dad is. That's all going to, that's a huge surprise at the end. I always sort of feel like there's this great pining that ultimately he really does have. Oh here. yeah. He still absolutely loves her. Like he left her because he didn't want to get caught yeah. as a thief. And it's kind of going to be revealed that she knew that was him. And she was kind of struggling of like, do I take him down? Oh, what a great yep. match cut. Uh Their whole like the way their backstory, their love story is revealed in flashbacks, their meat cute. Some of my favorite things Soderbergh has done because there's very little dialogue. There are these amazing shots or this thing of them dancing and just there's a spotlight on them with all these people around them. Oh. They're in the car, like looking out the window. It all fits. You really feel that they're falling in love. All right, so this is like one of the funniest scenes in this, 11, 12, or 13. Yeah, this really is. But let's just take a moment to just point out that jacket that That's was a wearing. European jacket right there. He Man, went there to is buy a it. a woman's jacket. And <laughs> you I, you think can't so. Can't convince me otherwise. <laughs> well, I feel like Dolph Lundgren would have worn something like yeah. that like in his <laughs> 80s or something and pulled it off, you know? Call that dude a woman. You talk about a scene that has nothing to do with anything. <laughs> exactly. This is all character work. Yep. You, you have no idea what's happening the first time you watch it. But, I mean, hearing Soderbergh talk about a scene like this and the way he describes <laughs> yeah, picking all this coverage, like, okay, I'm going to have Pitt and Clooney in one because the scene isn't really about – I'm going to have them in one shot because it's not really about them so they can yep. share a frame. He's isolated in one, Matsui here, and then Damon's isolated. And it's just, it's brilliant, like, when you cut to them And look at Clooney studying Damon the whole time. Oh, yeah. Like, is he going to, how's he going to play this? Yep. (laughs) These little, like, turns of phrases are hysterical. (laughs) And, like, now it's all on him. Yeah, and he he, uh, passes it back, (laughs) you know. (laughs) He's, like, lobs it back, "Uh, I'm not ready. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And Clooney looks like he wants to break, you know. Yeah, yeah. And for the default to quote Led Zeppelin it's just yep. it hysterical. And, and Clooney's like, mm, look doesn't yes, change. Pitt yes. looks like, oh God, you're burying us, but Clooney just does not change. And you don't, <laughs> yeah. You don't even find out that this is a bit until like yeah the ten minutes left of the film, and they just throw it away. Yeah. When he's talking to Cherry Jones, he's like, oh, "The Matsui thing." It's oh my God. <laughs> hey buddy, you wanted to be more involved. You need to figure this out. And and how like Amsterdam is this lighting. Like, I you know, it's so great. It. The Look pressure it. that he's got on him. <laughs> oh god, it's just such a good scene for Yep. <sighs> I mean one like this is really like I genuinely think this is Pitt's movie first. I think yeah, the, the main yeah. through line is Pitt and Catherine Zeta-Jones, and I think Damon's the number two here. I don't think this is Danny Ocean's movie on purpose. I dig that, and Damon just steps. Yeah, <laughs> Damon just steps up so great, especially with that context of wanting a lesser role. This is a great. Yeah, shot I know wanting leaning. a lesser role. Yeah, and then they just being like, okay, yeah, yeah, we got right, you. We, I got that. You're, what, what, how many days you're available? Right. All right, we'll we'll get you for a smaller role. Double.
2: <laughs> <His face.
0: laughs> he, when he gets riled up like it's it's really really believable it what? is yeah what his, is. his favorite the best flip out moment he has is when he sees bruce willis and it's really like a guy uh-huh. a dork like seeing yep. this huge movie star it's not matt damon seeing him it's just great nope. it's like whoa wow there's another great quote-unquote hacky transition that absolutely works All right, my favorite scene in the movie and like uh, maybe a top five Soderbergh scene. I mean, Ocean Twelve is in my top five Soderbergh films ever, but this whole sequence in the hotel, I think is, I I mean, it it just gives me chills about how he decided to cover it. The exact antithesis of that warehouse scene where we're in, where every shot is on sticks. We're constantly cutting to different footage. Now we're going to go handheld. It's dizzy. They rehearsed it a bunch. They had to get the timing of everything down, like when we're cross-talking over each other because there's so much cross-dialogue. This, like from here until the end of the scene, yep. is just, it's honestly hard for me to talk over because I just want to watch it. <laughs> but every little line, like you, Brad Pitt's even going to go, please don't touch my food. But, you yeah. Know, what does that mean? It means please don't touch my food. Like, it's brilliant. But the only person not here is Bernie Mac and they have it, you know, that he's like in the bathroom. God, the handheld thing. Yeah, it it, and and you really get the the enclosure of the space too Mm -hmm. because like Mm -hmm. things are smaller in like Europe and I love that the low ceilings. Yes, you know what's? Oh yeah, I do too. The lighting of all of this—it's just a great looking shot. You really feel like you're in this room with everybody. You feel like you're in this room in Amsterdam in Europe, and this was on a set on the Warner Brothers lot, (laughs) and it's amazing. This isn't like in Amsterdam; they just built this, and it looks so believable. But knowing like when to cut, when to hold a shot, you was keep. There's the camera right there in the background. <laughs> well, he's holding a camera. Yeah, that, I know, yeah. I know, he, I know. One of them has a camera, and they're just playing with it. But, like, yeah, he's just he's just filming stuff all the whole time, which I love. It never. Like, but it also pays off. looks like the way that we're seeing it. That's is the I way think that that's he, part. Yes, yeah, I think that's part of the yeah. the thing. But the real winner here is the sound and the sound design of it, because you keep hearing people talking over each other, which people you know can't hear. We're talking now, but simple i love this i love his dumb idea he's like dumb one dumb the idea freaks code dumb <laughs> and then david gets all upset do we really want to be that type of organization <laughs> that uses those yeah, words yeah. what freak <laughs> He's all upset <laughs> just like the the clunky clinking brad pitt's eating is always like always it's, it's just perfect super freak <laughs> he's gonna get so mad look at him he's getting upset already <laughs> Here he goes, freeze. Here it is. It's just like they get 10 of them in the room. No, <laughs> 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 He doesn't know how to say agoraphobia. He screws up the word. Yeah. <laughs> agoraphobia. <laughs> <laughs> Someone goes, "Who's Emily think it? Are <laughs>
1: It's it oh,
2: great."
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh no, no my then. god! But then we don't even cut to anyone; we just stay on him and hear everyone yeah. respond. It's like brilliant. He's like, "All right, well, cool, fine. I just lost that." <laughs> and part of the genius is how Rusty and Danny almost always know what the other is thinking. Yeah, that they can yeah. always finish each other's sentences. It's like great you're making that up (laughs) (laughs) and i love how we get these terms like these code terms yeah all the all these uh, like heist terms you know i have no idea what they're talking about it's it's really big when they're talking about stealing the egg they're just using the heist terms and again we don't need all that who cares no we don't need all that and 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 we never need to know what they are no it just it puts us in the world yep i'm watching like a Medical thing. I don't need to understand every single yep. thing they're doing. I just need to believe that the people doing it know what they're doing. That's all, and they convince us very well of that. Still, I think my favorite one in the whole series is in thirteen when Matt Damon is. Well, like, we're talking that? about twelve now. He's doing an Irwin Allen. Oh yeah, yeah, that's great. Oh, we can't talk about thirteen and eleven. Oh, <laughs> no, we can't. No, when he like yells at <laughs> Elliot Gould, you know, because yeah. he's in the bed. Look, they're doing an Irwin <laughs> Allen. He like, don't need to shout lines. <laughs> What if I put down the rule like we're not allowed to ever reference 11 or 13? Well, all right. It'd be incredible it. if we didn't reference, if we reference them. Oh, yes, it would, it would be. It would be it, 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 it's the truest definition. Of the word. Of yes. The word. All right. We're kind of getting like, I've never done the six degrees of Kevin Bacon thing, but I'm sure if I tried hard enough, I could connect Miller's Crossing to Ocean's 12 through some actors or something. But, you know, it's not very often that you're seeing things like this be referenced. Like, and I think this is actually a direct extension of Julie Roberts is coming. I think they're kind of like, uh, just by inserting this pop culture reference, like it, it, it's letting us know. And 13 does this too. Like the, the nose plays, they call it the Brody. Like they're inserting pop culture stuff here. I can do that in one movement. Go for it. Miller's crossing, John Turturro, Rounders, Matt Damon, Matt Damon, Ocean's 12. So there you go. Yeah. So there is a connection, a very, very easy one that like, They're just having fun with, and you kind of have to give up the, you just have to give a lot of it up and just have a lot of fun with it. That's all. It's not meant to be taken literally or seriously. Just have a little fun. This, I believe, this is all one shot that we're about to see. It's incredible. Also love that Clooney's about to, they like rest and Clooney's about to pour his heart out. But Pitt clearly has caught on that, like, oh, wait, I figured out the job and he just leaves. (laughs) Yeah. Just walks off. They typically give them at least one scene like this in every movie. Like I know when they're, in and they're, front of the they're bo- so great. Yeah, when they're in front of the Bellagio in thirteen. Oops, there's another reference. <laughs> Sucks. Also, like, hey, two, the two most famous movie stars in the world. You're really far away. One of you's gonna have your back to me. The other's like hidden by a giant yeah. gear. That was a great cut. And now, right here, he's just rusty's gone. He's totally figured out. <laughs> he's just totally out of it. <laughs> he's like, oh shit! I figured it out. I remember. We can. Raise the house. Yep. Nah, <laughs> I, don't no, I don't know. Just... <laughs> uh, <okay. laughs> I bet that just happens like it's like a daily thing. Another yep. quote unquote hacky wipe that I absolutely love. Yep. Yeah, just eating the chips. All right, now here here's where we go. I've been talking with you about this for a while. What the food? The, like I mean, it's always an ongoing joke that Brad Pitt's always eating in every movie. But Well, I think that we got to be clear. I think that started in Ocean's Eleven. Yes. And now it's crossed over to, to Moneyball. Yeah, like everything. But Not the really thing Jesse is, James. But yeah. regardless, is there is no better actor who can eat food on screen and have it look so- – Like, chips are incredibly hard to eat. They fall out of your mouth. They're messy. Like, Brad Pitt, no matter what he eats, it just looks – as good as anything could possibly eat to look. And it, it does never interferes with his dialogue. Well, that's what you and I were talking about. Is that like it's hard to talk and rude and gross yes. with food in your mouth, and yes. he just does it perfectly. And I'm like, how do you like, do this? Think think about if you're at a restaurant with somebody, and how many times you take a big bite of something, and then a question and comes in, yeah, and you're and like, you you have to one like, sec, like, one hold sec. on, let me get this down, or you're just going to end up risking talking with a bunch of food ooh, in your mouth. Ooh, and tea. Yeah. <laughs> Brad Pitt never does. He's just constantly just shoving shit in there. Yeah, and it looks good. Moneyball, he's got the popcorn and the coffee filter, and they're like, you you want me to go tell him? And he's like, I'll go tell him. Don't yeah. worry. <laughs> he's like shoving the Twinkie down his throat. It's crazy. I yeah. just don't understand how. It's such a good bit for the Oceans movies, but then as like a career bit that just yeah. is still going, yep. it still pays off. He doesn't do it all the time. Like, it's not a thing in Hollywood. I bet you we could find one scene where he's eating in Hollywood. Yeah, I mean, yeah, maybe, maybe one, salary. but it's – yeah. Maybe one scene, but it's every scene in oceans. No, you know yeah, what I it's I mean? every scene. So, yeah, yeah. yeah, but you're right. There is still one. This is really funny because Soderbergh uh, doesn't know how to swim, so he did not shoot these. Oh, wow. these uh, shots here. You know I, that that tracks. I could I could see a guy like Soderbergh not knowing how to swim. Yeah, the dude knows everything about cameras, lighting, audio, editing. So if if he didn't take the memory, the time to commit to learn how to swim, I give him a pass. <laughs> How do you feel about Don Cheadle's accent throughout the series? A lot of people have issue with it. And I'm like, I don't think it's meant to be like spot on, dead on balls accurate. I don't think it's supposed to be. I think that's kind of part of the fun of it. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing exactly like truly serious I take with these movies when it comes to stuff like like that. Right, right. Um, They're just fun. They're just supposed to be fun. But they're good fun. Yes. They're they're very intelligent fun. They are. Yeah, exactly. Even, and this is... The one that I think people would argue is the least fun, but it's just a different type. Right. And I think it's the most fun. Yeah. I think it's having the most fun like with itself and with its audience. Think about how long it's been since we'd seen Catherine Zeta-Jones and now she's coming back. Like, what is this? Yep, This and guy I- having to interrupt her is just such a good like so- – Soderbergh's so good at putting in these, these realistic things. Like we've all had to like – no, you need to go tell them. And I, I just believe this guy like, oh, God, I got I to gotta step in and interrupt her. Like when do I do it? And when he doesn't, her reaction, like, they, what? Oh, it's and so this believable. is the, this is the best, like, form of exposition you can get, too. Because, one, she's covering all this ground about Lamarck and all this type of stuff that, like, is important for us to know. Yes. And we're learning, because we don't know in that first scene. She's talking about, like, we're, we can't gather what's happening. And so mm-hmm. now we realize, oh, this is her occupation. Yes, yes. This is what she does. She's hunting yep. these people. And she doesn't know. We don't know yet that Lamarck is actually her father, and she doesn't know that. So yeah, yeah. So it, it's just like this is this is a fantastic way to get exposition across without feeling like that's what we're doing. Yeah, because it's not two people having coffee mm-hmm. like around a table, and it's stuffy. It's great setting with these extras and just this tension of like he knows he's got to interrupt her because. I've always some been a big fan down. Of hers. I, I think it's a good conversation to have, and we may as well jump into it now, Do because it. she really had, like, Mask Azura, like, she really announced herself to American audiences, like, very quick, 97 mm-hmm. to, this is 2004, wins the Oscar in 2002 for Chicago, Not, hasn't really been around much lately, yeah. I'm fine with that, but when she, when she hit, like, it really worked, and I thought she folded into this world very well, and I mean, she's worked with Soderbergh a lot, Traffic, this, yep. Side Effects. Yep. She's great in side effects. Yeah, I've always been a fan of hers too. Do you have like a favorite? I don't know. I've never Mm. thought about like favorite necessarily. Oh, that's a good question. I really like her in this. I mean, man, really going to shoot myself in the foot with this one. I mean, I love her in America's Sweethearts, as we all know. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's great. (laughs) We're all allowed to have our own tastes. (laughs) I would say that's not an incredible choice. That's I think right. that's a fair it's, choice. It's a very very good performance. It's a credible choice that you have. Thank you. I appreciate it. I feel seen and heard. We're going to um <laughs> I'm not I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm not a Milford man. That's for goddamn sure. <laughs> We're going to um that was Hollywood. I got that. No, that's our rest of development. Oh fuck. I always well, get, well tell I'm get Milford, it. man. What what? The, the TV where thing man. I don't, don't studied the, the the TV <laughs> sitcoms that you do back to oceans 12 here (laughs) we're gonna get we're gonna get something really um incredibly difficult to pull off which is a flashback within a flashback it's not gonna happen like right here but i just want people to pay attention to it that she is about to enter a flashback of like how this heist got done and then we see that these guys the, the oceans guys figure out that oh the night fox has done us over how did this happen so we enter another flashback but i'm getting ahead of myself because this is one of my favorite meet cutes just ever how he spots her takes off his glasses and does his double take to her he looks like exhausted what a great opening line do we know each other
1: it's so believable
0: (laughs) Mm. (laughs) hmm And the confidence to play this off like doesn't say a lot for the. No, it could have been me <laughs> <laughs> chasing me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, that they right. There technically is a flashback within a flashback. Uh, yeah, actually, like a really, really quick one. Yep. Yeah, that that counts. But all this stuff, all these shots of them getting to know each other, falling in love. I love just this story that's told. With no dialogue. They just took the dialogue out. Now we're like that that Uh, white spotlight on him when everyone's dancing. There's a great shot of them in a car. And that's what's This was really cool. He's learning all these (laughs) heist tricks from her. I love this shot. Mm -hmm. I just always loved her looking at him.
1: So yeah, now we're back in. I love that. That's her putting everything together. Yeah, it, 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 that's just so good.
0: <laughs> yeah. There's a great little bit when he's like, how did you get past my, when Clooney's like, how do you get past my men? And then we see them arguing kind of on the roof and yeah. he, he miss the night fox going in. It's just so funny. All right, so it. here's yep. a flashback. There so we go. Yep, this is a flashback, and then they are gonna open the safe or something and see that they have been had by the night fox. So then we are going to go into the guy's flashback, mm-hmm. and that's just something that's very difficult to pull off because it's not even Catherine Zeta Jones's flashback within a flashback. Yep. We completely switch. We're switching narratives. points of view. Yeah, points of view. Exactly. But again, it works. It's like it, well, I, who cares. I think just it, keep it, going. It, he's making it very clear like mm-hmm. it's not confusing it shouldn't be i think if you just like give into the movie and don't try to track it as it's going it'll it'll all land in a way that you know is yeah. reasonable well even this is to argue too that this actually still is her point of view like she's tracking how that went because she knows yes. that crew yes and yeah it's so fun to watch her figure it out. She's great. though. She's, oh, yeah. She's really like killing the scene. Now we're going to be introduced to yep. the Night Fox, one of our favorite actors, Vincent Cassell. I love him. And this is great, too, because this is another. Yes. again, we're, we're back in that flashback. We're in but, her flashback. Yes. Yep. But the style is not the montage that we were just in. Mm-hmm. Like now this is just important information. Like this is plot flash. Yeah, exactly. And it's very rare that we get to see this group be had by someone. So yeah. it's a lot of fun to see them being toyed with. You know, one of the reasons Vincent Cassell got this role, Soderbergh saw a little movie called Irreversible, really liked him minute. Uh, I mean, it was only two years earlier. I mean, I think that's fair. And, and a very different type of... Oh, my God. I mean, Jesus. Yeah. But he's kind of an... We talked about this. He's like an animal and irreversible. And here he's, you know, playing the night fox. He definitely has, like, animalistic characteristics. The way he can... His movement is so good. That, is. I mean, the, the, yeah. the actual literal dance, yes. But even seeing, like, him practicing yoga in the beginning. This is another flashback. Yeah, here we so, go. So, yeah, that, right. Yeah. There we go. The one, one month, month ago. ago. Now, this, this is what I mean. Now we're in a flashback within a flashback. We have changed points of view. Who cares? Yep, it still just works.
1: Yep.
2: <laughs> I love yeah, how, and, and it's yeah. funny
0: because we like it, it's it's the voiceover of the Night Fox that connects the two. Mm-hmm. And Night Fox is always like one step ahead. He's like, all right, yep. look in your desk. <laughs> and once I I don't know how many people pick up on this the first time you're watching it, but once you track it, like the only reason that Night Fox is doing this is because. He's trying to prove to his mentor, Lamarck, that he is actually the best thief in the world, not Danny Ocean. It's just a big fuck you. That's all. It's like, no, I'm better than you. (laughs) And I, you know, if I could prove that I'm better than you and Benedict kills you all in the process, great. (laughs) (laughs) Of course. Also a great bit right in the end when we see that the Night Fox is like the gardener at the Bellagio. You know, he cuts outside of him and he sees him. (laughs) (laughs) Just his slow delivery of that. Oh, it's perfect. All right, and now we're back. Yeah, now we're caught up
1: back. (laughs) That's
0: Also great that, like, she just comes in with this huge flex and whispers one thing to him and he totally melts. Like, what the hell? Yeah. What was communicated there? (laughs) I know. like, And the way, like, it's, ah, she's so powerful. Mm -hmm. And I believe this whole little scene here is going to be one shot. Yeah, because then she comes right into Mm -hmm. the... Look at the way he uses reflections yeah. to get more depth. Like, he does this a lot. We saw this when they were introducing the scenes. Like, the light comes up and Garcia's playing the piano. It's just fucking brilliant. Yep. Like, that's what you're going to sign. Yeah. Now the guys come in so we can get a better picture of them because they're blocking the light. She couldn't bring it. Yep. There it is. She couldn't bring it. She had a year. One little sentence. <laughs> and then she comes up to the glass like, yeah, what? Boom. <laughs> Love it.
1: She's a killer. Oh, so good.
0: There he, he is. is. getting his nails done. But it's also... You ever got a, a kind of... No. I think I don't think they know what to do. It'd be like, dumb and dumber. I know they're not <laughs> that bad, but they'd be <laughs> oh like... They, they would look at my nails and be like, son, mm-hmm. you, you have to stop doing this damage to your nails. Like, how often do you pick them? And I'm like, I take them down to the nub. Can't help it. <laughs> so it, it would be... It would just go... It'd be silly. It'd be like going to a spa and then going mud wrestling after, you know, they're not getting anything done here. We're yep. <laughs> not getting anywhere. <laughs> oh my god, the way the whole pit Zeta Jones uh, yeah. chemistry dynamic playing off each other this high. <laughs> it's like <laughs> And you see who she tracks, yeah. Danny and boom. Boom his side, yeah. like, come on boop yeah. boop boop this is great <laughs> and the way he opens the door hi yeah i know <laughs> he's so can't. great
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> i haven't seen it in three four years <laughs> yeah, Former love of my life up. how are you yeah. never never left my mind <laughs> I, I actually like their next meeting when he goes to get his phone back. And he, yep. he's like, you stole it. Like, do you get that tingling sensation? <laughs> or is that none of my business? <laughs> and it's like, and you know, like, she's already done it too. She walked right in. No, no, not yet. You're sure? Because mm. that's where he put it. Yeah. I, th- I mean, this show has put it, but I think we're going to get, maybe I'm wrong. I think we're going to get another shot of it. I don't think we see her swipe it, but I believe we get another shot of it to sell it. <laughs> Defa la mode. yeah, uh, love that eating always perfect okay there it is Mm -hmm. nanny nanny boo boo (laughs) yeah and she knows she knows all the terms too (laughs) he's really trying to assess like is she gonna take me down like what is this yeah because this is we're (laughs) we're going back to a familiar theme that like one of the main points of Ocean's Eleven is so Danny can win Tess back. Yeah. And this is kind of the deal here, too. Like, this is why we're in Amsterdam, so he can win her back. And he's got the ace card in the hole, which is that your daddy is my mentor. And you don't know that I know that he's still alive and that I'm going to soon take you to him. Yeah. You know, everything's going to be good. Well, he is French. <laughs> well, he is
1: French. <laughs> Beg for mercy. That's a little extreme. Got to go. (laughs) What charge?
0: And she has all like the power and control here, which I love because you don't know, like we don't know yeah. how far she's going to take it. Is she mad at him for running out? So she wants to take him down. Yeah. Does she just want to show that she's a little smarter than him or whatever it is? And I love that. Like he gives that last look. Yeah. And now we're going to get the uh it's not only does he find out <laughs> that the phone is gone and then we get that great freeze frame, but yeah. he doesn't even tell them. Until they find out like 45 minutes later that she stole his phone. It's yeah. so funny that he never brings it up. She's a cop. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he seems kind of impressed.
1: Thief. <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: But Clooney's in on this bit, too, because obviously Clooney and Pitt already met with, with Lamarck, so it's all... A lot of this movie is just a giant bit, like the whole stealing of the egg thing. They know they're being watched, so they're just like messing with the Night Fox. Yeah. It's really genius. (laughs) Ooh. (laughs) Do you think that like Brad Pitt's outfits when these movies were coming out, they were so flashy and. Purposely ridiculous, but now they kind of seem—I don't know—not the jacket you called out earlier, but they don't yeah. seem as like outrageous by today's standards because well, clothes are just like crazy. Like can high just make anything look good. Well, of course, of course. I love the shaved head too. Great choice. One phone call. Yep. Perfect freeze frame. Boom. <laughs> 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 oh, that's great. Uh... But then he doesn't even tell him. Like he doesn't. Uh... Well, I mean, it's mirroring the same thing Danny Ocean did in the first one. Mm-hmm. You know, exactly. He didn't tell him. Yep. And they had to figure it out. Looking for the crew. Just a few members of the crew. What a great way to get them out. Sport. They lose this luggage. You know, you have to yeah. like pay attention to the dialogue, but the, that's what everyone's talking about at the train station. He's got water. He's got air. I don't feel that bad for him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But they way the, you know, they walk out in these football uniforms. It's so, I mean, that's just such a cool, like, practical trick that the dude's actually in there. Like, yeah, we saw him yeah. get in. Yeah. Well, this movie's real. Yeah, everything, everything about it. Yeah. It's not a movie. It's a documentary. <laughs> Try to take like, this He's like, no, 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 no. Uh, uh, all right, all right, all right. I got it. I got it. Going under the bus, Yen.
1: They could come up with a plan to like let him out. I don't
0: know, on the bus, under the bus. Love this. Scene. Yeah, this is just perfect because everything that's going on here is like what's not being said. And yeah. this is our a real first hint at Julia Roberts is coming. Yeah. Where, I mean, the whole Pit Damon thing, like, if you're going to ask me a question, wait till I can respond. Unless it's rhetorical. He disconnected, frightened, <laughs> good reason. <laughs> <laughs> 20 minutes out of it. It's also funny when they decide like to pair up people that we haven't seen paired up yeah. before. You know, just two people playing off each other. This is great. You think I'm 50 years old. <laughs> we got it back <laughs> then. <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> He's a human being. <laughs> Rusty's not 50 years old. This is yep, great. I love how this turns into that. Yeah.
2: yeah, we know?
1: <laughs> I love
0: this. Let me ask. Let, let me ask you something. You fucking doubles down it says 52. Yep. I know, 48. You think of 48, 52? I don't know, 52. <laughs> 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 he just walks away. so. you really did just shove it in there, huh? you
2: should ask me.
1: <laughs> you got you got to just do that. <laughs> oh, this
0: is perfect. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> Don't ever oh, ask I love that. it. Yeah. Just shutting it down right away. <laughs> 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 it's like the greatest line ever. <laughs> I can't talk about I can't talk about why. It's not my nature to be mysterious. It's just like a great line. Guess I should say the script was um based on it was a totally different script first and then the Writer George Melfi, I believe his name is, they got a hold of the script and he adapted it to make turn it into like a, an Ocean sequel, which is mm. common. They did that with Die Hard with a Vengeance. That was a script called Simon Says. It was just floating wow. around Hollywood. And they turned that into Die Hard with a Vengeance. So there's a great commentary on the Ocean Shwell Blu-ray with the writer and Soderbergh, which I highly recommend after people listen to this one. <laughs> Touche. Thank you. Touche. You. you know what that is? That's credible. Edit well. Yeah, w- we didn't say credible was hard to use. We have to use incredible correctly. Oh, Can I, I just get a, a win. win, George <laughs> Nolfi, My mistake. Melfi is the last name of Lorraine Bracco's character in The Sopranos. I want to fail. <laughs> that I did, not her performance. It's a great performance. And it's one of Bernie Mac's four days of shooting. Yeah, They, you know, for what they had with him, they they integrated him in well. Though it's yeah, good they, that they, they used they him use it well. very well. kind of forget that Saul's been gone, you know, and he's going to come back at such an important time. But I love this little one-shot reminder that he's still in the game.
1: Love this zoom. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Stop bugging me.
0: Oh man. It's eating away at him. Yep. So he's letting good. his crew down. But it's perfect because he just comes back at the absolute best time. Mm-hmm. Here we go. Here he is. Look at and that. Eating the fox. Perfect portrayal. Perfect embodiment of who this guy is. Francois Toulour. Yeah, with a perfect name too. Mm-hmm. Like everything about it, it is really perfect casting. Yeah. He does great, like little work, but great work in thirteen as well. It's just nice to see him pop up yep. for two, three scenes. I thought so. We weren't going to mention thirteen. No, that, we, I went back on that. I was just oh, giving you, oh, you, you went a hard back time. time. But you weren't going to tell me that we were going back You were just going to. Yes, do I did. It I said it wasn't possible. Yourself. I said it wasn't possible to not reference the other well, two. I was, I was under the impression. Let's just not reference eight. <laughs> 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 we'll let that one stay where it is. Look at all these locations. This is what I miss from blockbuster movies nowadays. There's my rant. I don't see this anymore. It's all just green screen shit. Like they're driving and it's green screen, Amsterdam in the background. Yeah, or like in uh, Queen's Gambit when everything's just green screen. Yeah, I mean, that, yeah. I'm not, I wasn't going to isolate just that one show. I mean, the gray man, it, the go-to thing here is, well, we're not going to take all these actors to these fancy locations. We can just, even if it's a backyard, we'll just set up this giant green screen. But but it doesn't even look that good. I don't know. Whatever. That's it. I'll just leave that there. Vanished. Like the softest pants anyone anyone could ever wear.
1: Well, that's Talor, baby. (laughs) That's
0: Talor, baby. You a bathrobe guy? No. no. I'm a sweater, man. I can't handle that. (laughs) Sweat my ass off. I can't do robes. I'll do it as like a treat for myself if I'm in a hotel that has them. But otherwise, nah. And then it's only like for a couple minutes. Information absolutely no one wants the answer to. <laughs> Sorry. I always like how he 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 knows how good he is and everything is a competition. So mm-hmm. like the, that he loves that he just got stolen. From oh, yeah. Yeah. He's like, wow, that was impressive. I was okay. like, all right, let's, let's, yeah, let's do this. And this is such a good like back and forth because Ocean's... Not gonna play ball, and then he just goes, What are we stealing? <laughs> yeah, he doesn't even care.
1: Ooh. Danielle. Yeah, <laughs> <you love>
0: Danielle.
1: <laughs> yeah, Danielle. hmm Look at that shot. It's just that's just
0: that's just a that's just a perfect shot right there. I would argue that damn near every shot in this movie is perfect, but yeah, it absolutely is. All right, this is kind of important here. So this guy talking, who we don't hear, that's Jerry Weintraub, who in real life was the producer of Oceans 11, 12, and 13. And he is kind of this character here shooting his mouth off and kind of bragging about how, yeah, Danny Ocean ripped over, you know, the Bellagio and Terry Benedict. He's the best thief ever. And this is clearly making the Night Fox very jealous. So then we see that character Weintraub show up As a guest of Pacino's hotel in 13 and he's in on the grift. He's what he makes all the whales quote unquote whales leave the hotel during that heist. So it's kind of cool to bring him back. But he's the guy responsible for these movies.
1: Old school Hollywood producer. That
0: fruit smoothie. I love watching him. Um dance like when he's practicing the dance oh it's such a cool scene well i mean even for i mean forget the dancing yeah but he, there's a cool little montage of him like warming up and practicing yep. on his you know little veranda there and i believe uh at the end of the movie we call back to this shot do we not well we're we go back here yeah when uh julia roberts is back yep. here with him yeah so they they'll have their their final meeting right out here their last little standoff on this amazing location, none of
1: which is green screen, just calling it out again. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Now
0: he's got you. Yeah, but it's all like, you know, the night Fox thinks he's in control, but right here, the grift is already on. Like they, they already know what the whole deal is. And, if they're yep. going to get caught, they can get taken out. Like, it's all it's all good. Black and white with little colors, great. I think one of the more confusing bits of, like, in terms that... I remember I had a difficult time the first time I saw it because I was like, wait a second. They didn't need to do any of this. Mm-hmm. But that's
2: partially the point. Yeah,
0: that's... it's. Well, I mean, it helps them... They do get to best the night fox. Yeah. And you know, that's part of the deal. And moreover, Rusty gets to win her back. That's yeah. kind of, it all is moving toward that. But you know, th- this one is not about making money. That's what's so cool. Oceans Eleven is about these guys getting rich. Yep. This one is about these guys fighting for their lives. Like they have to do a heist so that they can live. And then 13 is all about rich. how can we all come together to yeah, fuck over Al Pacino, which yep. is what make it's not about getting rich. That's what makes them great. <laughs> Rusty. This, I mean, talk about this setting. This was like a real setting. This was not a set. It all really looked like this. It's just so cool. This underground, like, lair of
1: all the toys. It's great when he goes, Tell him I said he dresses like a gigolo.
0: But, you know, yeah. part of her downfall is that she is not, like, an above-board detective because she signs this form illegally, which takes her down. She stole Rusty's phone. Like, you can't do any of this stuff. You know, you got to follow procedure. So she has a little uh, thief in her as well, you know? Oh, yeah. A little sidestepper. Backslider. A little backslider, <laughs> eh? Oh. I'll never be a backslider. <sighs> I'll never oh. backslide. <laughs> Eddie Izzard's so
1: great in these movies. another
0: fun transition that's just like a freeze frame we're just hearing cars honking Uh, and
1: then we punch right into it yeah punch right in like that yeah
0: he's so he's so good yeah i mean he thinks because he he didn't edit these, but he has a hand in, like, all the title cards, all the font choices. He thinks very, very hard about that stuff. Every transition, everything's thought out.
1: <laughs> yeah. Just right next to him. Right next to her.
0: Yeah, that's the form that they keep referencing that she's yep. going to forge. There's nothing back there but a forged 1077. That's what he says to her. Now, do you think that's a little bit of a stretch? What, that the thing like, was there? That the egg was yeah, there? Yeah, sure. I mean, yeah, yeah. And that she figures it all out and puts it all together. Yeah, there are, uh, there are stretches. And I don't all the mind films, that, I think, though. I don't mind that. But either. like, that is one where I'll be like, It's just cute. Okay. Yeah. But because of she is who she is and she knows what she knows and she's very smart. You can you can you can ascertain for yourself that like oh, all right I bet you they're gonna go after this thing yeah th- that's so great Al <laughs> he's just in the suitcase now he's jumping on the bed he's got to stretch it out man <laughs> looks like a little kid. <laughs> Robert Ryan, not Danny Ocean. Interesting. What do you mean? She she refers to, it, it like, it says Danny Ocean and his friends. Oh, Robert it was Robert, yeah, Robert Ryan, yeah. Rusty Ryan. Yeah, I think, you know, that's obviously the most important man in that group to her. But mm-hmm. I do think he's the most important character in this particular movie. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So I think it's one of the only times you would ever refer to... Ryan is the group, mm-hmm, yeah. You know? mm-hmm. Because it's not you know, Rusty Twelve. Right. Well, yeah, exactly. Or Ryan Twelve. it, just, it doesn't work. No, it doesn't. Work. Oceans. It doesn't work. Yeah, Oceans is yeah, a great, yeah, great well way done. in. Yeah, 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 yeah. Here's the infamous form like that this know. guy's refusing to sign because last time he did for, her, screwed him over. Even in voiceover, he, his mouth is full of food. It's hysterical. Yep. this is a great foreshadowing of just a tremendous scene that we're going to lead to, which is so much fun. And a great uh, homage to the great entrapment with Captain zeta I'm sure they were absolutely paying homage to that great film. That's the entire reason that they did that. (laughs) That is a cool scene, though, with lasers. It is a cool scene with lasers. Gotta love lasers. (laughs) Lasers are always a fun time. Case in the joint out. I love oh, that yeah, phrase. Apple. Which one? Case in the joint. Yeah. This is really cool. This is a really fun way into the scene that every time we punch, every time we switch a shot, we're getting wider and wider out of this model. But the fact that we like started in the model so close and then we're going to get wider and wider until we get really wide. That's just pure Soderbergh. Mm-hmm. I love this timing it all out with the snaps. Another thing that's brilliant about these movies, there's that word brilliant, Mm -hmm. is that they often, they always explain the heist to us before we see it and like how they're going to do it. And of course there are some, you know, bumps in the road that messes, messes them up. It's kind of played for humor sometimes, but they're really like doing their best to tell us what they're going to do. And then they do it. It's just, it's crazy how much they pull it off. I love how they timestamp it too. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. To the minute. This is great.
1: We all get arrested. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so now did did they now do they all know that they're like, is the the, the arrest <laughs> is or is not part of the plan? Yeah, I believe everything is to some degree part of the plan, because they're being surveillance right now. Yeah. They're, that everything in that warehouse, they're being watched by The Night Fox, so he, and and then they know that as well. So I think this is all just a ruse. Like, it's all one giant elaborate plan. It's all one, so the whole entire plan for everyone to get arrested. Yeah, just, and it's all to, you know, throw the Night Fox off even more. Because, again, they have this thing in the back of their, they have this Lamarck card. They know who Lamarck is. They have the in with Lamarck. And this all started, that conversation happened before the events of this movie. The, o- the only time I ever, I ever questioned the situation is when they all get arrested mm-hmm. and then like Damon's leading the, leading the, the troop mm-hmm. and they talk about what are we going to do now mm-hmm. and all this and that. But is that also because they're getting surveillance? It could be. Yeah. yeah. I just, I think they're all kind of in on, no one looks nervous that they've been arrested by like these, you know, they're in a foreign country. They just know that Damon's mom is going to come in and save the day. Yeah. And that's just kind of how it's going to get worked out and paid off. Very early. There <laughs> we go. This is, you know,
1: uh, I love this. So Clooney's like, so that means, yep. So she, yep. <laughs> Damon gets all pissed too. Uh
0: Ah, uh, well, yeah. <laughs> oh, I love the scene when he goes, "Look how pissed David is." I mean, come on.
1: <laughs>
0: oh, this is just so great. He's already in there, and then she, you know, senses that someone's in the room, gets the gun out. Look at this costume design. I believe the costume designer of this movie won Oscars for Marie Antoinette and the Grand Budapest Hotel. Anne Roth? Um, I don't believe it's... No, I could look her up. but It's, just, it's not Anne Roth. It's not. It's just you always, you always kind of have to just go to Anne Roth. Well, yeah. It's not a, never a bad guess. She's the go, right? Of all time. I like, you know, like Mark Bridges, too. He's a good dude. Fan of the thread. Dude. Met him a few times. Trust me for the gala. <laughs> Melina Condonero is the costume designer. Very famous in this profession. But I love this this interaction so much. Can I have my phone now?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Who's <Where's> that done <laughs> my business? <laughs> I love the long,
0: uh the kind of patient delivery of okay that he has to her. Like he could He needs to be saying more, but he just doesn't. Yeah. It's back to that economy of dialogue.
1: Uh, Of course, more food. Yeah. Yeah. Right here.
2: (laughs) Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Which is usually like explain yourself a little more. No, I'm good. We got it.
1: That's the one she's referencing in the very beginning of the movie. Yeah. Made her, made him jump out the window, ran away. Yeah. God, I love this. It's just
0: so so full Mm -hmm. there's i mean yeah you really feel that they intensely loved one another Mm -hmm. a while ago and it's like how do we both play this like we're on opposite sides of the law there's all that stuff with it but it just goes so much deeper yeah like like that dialogue that they had like this is great because they're talking she's like someone stole a bunch of paintings from look like como and that's what they just did yeah (laughs) and he's like and he leads
1: Fair enough.
0: God, he's perfect. I mean, anytime he says, like, any leads, mm-hmm. like, that's basically him being like, Did you know that we did it? Exactly. Exactly. That's he gives that little sly yeah. smile, like, Oh, that's interesting. That was us. And there she goes. The thief's daughter forging the important document,
1: which will lead to her downfall. How honest of a detective were you? <laughs>
0: it's just like one of those silly kind of macguffin things just like a forging like we don't know what the hell this form is you know all this stuff you just got to follow it it all works for me you know what me too me too me too (laughs) but it's i mean you know this movie was people just did not know how to react to this when it came out. You know, oceans 11 was a huge smash and Mm -hmm. I'm just bringing up all the things I like about this over and over because it's, you know, a number of them are things people didn't like about it. Yeah. And I think that's like, I'm definitely going to address some of the ones. Oh, look at that. Perfect. Yeah. Um, Just as we can kind of just like run through them. Yeah. Because I understand like this is the design of this is to kind of be the Tonal antithesis of Ocean's Eleven, and yep. that rubbed a lot of people the wrong way. And I understand. Just
2: worked for me. Yeah, <laughs> just the
0: difference to his hair and those glasses makes all
1: the difference. I'm <laughs> you personally. I love the French accent. Yeah, he's great. Here's a little swap. Boom. I love how there was like a quick cut. Yeah, a quick cut away when Cheetah walked across the frame. Good.
0: God, we're like slowly but quickly approaching the big moment, the thing, <laughs> the Julia Roberts stuff, you know, which we're going to have a lot to say. Oh, so good. It is good. It's like the highlight of the movie and one of the, it's the biggest swing of Soderbergh's career. That's one of the reasons I appreciate it so much.
1: 12. (laughs) 12. Oh, boy.
0: Yeah, so they're like, they're just aware of all this that they're going to get caught, like, doing the stuff that we're going to be on camera at the Night Fox's place, but it, it's all just this grand setup i think that that was definitely lost on me the first time i saw yeah. it. oh god this is a great bit and i think i think it was me too because i was like wait a second like yeah it takes a few viewings to kind of put it all together this is hilarious because obviously really? that's a night fox like you know calling him but i mean i just love this how many do you have five he goes what are you doing
1: six a.m day of <laughs>
0: night before. Uh, it makes you wonder. Maybe I missed it because I I don't I didn't remember Clooney checking his watch. So it leads me to believe that did like the Night Fox adjust it at some point? I wonder. Yeah. Oh, he's mean. <laughs> I love that so much. <laughs> <laughs> This is great. Just watching Happy Days, and now here's a fun example of Pitt like getting a little personal, talk about his personal life, and then Cluett just you know ignores it because he's so tired or out of it. Oh, he's just mean, mean spirited. Yeah, that is a mean prank. It's a good one. It's five thirty in the morning. Day up. (laughs) (laughs) His fate. What are you doing? Wine doesn't even get in the glass. (laughs)
1: That tattoo, the one, the huge one on his arm. (laughs) just goes right into Happy Days.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Great David Holmes music. David Holmes, very important to the Oceans franchise. There are a few different go-tos that he'll use for music cliff martinez is a big one for yep. Soderbergh. big one david holmes is a huge one and i think that his music is such an integral integral part of these movies like it really oh this like there the, we go the working out the dancing the prepping very so, impressive yeah he's so flexible. he just makes it look easy yeah i love this music i remember buying the score on cd i didn't have oceans 11 but i had oceans 12 Play this shit all the shell
1: time. Security's too hot, so they gotta dip out. Oh man!
0: Oh, by the way, total tangent. Yes, but uh we were watching Collateral the other day. We were. It's an amazing soundtrack. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I love mean, all those songs. Yeah, Michael Mann knows how to score his movies with you know his original score of the songs. Yeah, yeah the Paul oakenfold song that's during the whole entire like big club scene. Right, right. Fucking yeah, hey, man. Alright, anyways, back to the movie. Collateral. <laughs> Great film. Helping about the wheelchair. This it's so I love watching them all like fall out of line one on one. Like, oh shit, we've been had. We can't make it through these detectors. I mean, it's fun right here just to see them all get nabbed. Yeah. And get taken down. And we're we are watching, like, wait, what? And then the few people who escape come on with this uh well, a plan that I've never really seen. See, executed I guess, in movies. <laughs> I guess this. I'm. I'm glad we're watching it this way too, mm-hmm. because this is something that, like, now it makes complete sense. But I had always been under the impression that this was not part of the plan. It's all part of the plan. I mean, they they, they didn't like hire these guys to arrest them, but they are waiting yeah, to get arrested. They are they, waiting it's, to it's get arrested. It's an inevitable conclusion. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and and I suppose the reason why it always confused me, and I'll have to watch as the scene approaches, but. Because of the ones that, that remain. Yeah. Um, cause, because these are the ones that haven't been made. Right, exactly. It's like Cheadle, Damon. And maybe there's one other one, but that yeah. There's very few that get out of, you know, escape here. Now, now, this is all planned, too. Like, the ones who are supposed to escape were, like, I guess that's my biggest question is, is like which ones knew that they weren't going to get arrested and which ones did maybe maybe that wasn't part of the plan but they just knew like whoever doesn't this is what we have cuz that's why he's smiling right there yeah, he's yeah, like yeah, this yeah. is all part of the plan like i get it it's all good i'm not yep. nervous that's why no one's nervous when they go to this jail but yeah like these are the details that i can't i can't fill in it's it, yeah, are, yeah. like did they know who was going to get taken in i don't know but to, they have to pull off this whole faberge Egg thing because they yep. all have to get captured. Catherine Zeta-Jones there, and, and they take them all down. And it does make sense because because she, see, and Damon were the ones working the egg. Exactly, exactly. So you see there, he's surveilling it, and, that, yep. and then we're like, oh my god, they've been watched, they've been played this whole time. Yeah, that's right. Scott Khan's the other one who got out. He tries to be Danny. <laughs> Dad made you Danny. <laughs> Yeah, I guess I always sort of. Ca- yeah, no, it works though, because I always assumed that this was. Now that I'm like watching it, like, mm-hmm. like that. I always <laughs> thought this was them being like, oh God, what do we do? No, they but, know they're being surveilled. So they yeah. know that everything they're saying right now is being viewed by the Night Fox. This is all like a ruse. Now, now, did they tell Tess yeah. ahead of time? No. No. They, they yeah, didn't yeah, tell yeah. her that this was going to have to happen can't train the cat that quickly but again using all these like grifter terms no now the camera starts to move when an idea has some traction yep. a lucky loo yeah because <laughs> all of this is code too so being surveillance like mm-hmm. everything they were saying before too let's do one of these let's do one of these yeah it's also great in the end how much like indignation Vincent Cassell has against Tess. He's like, oh, and by the way, you look nothing like her. Yeah. (laughs) Love that. Hmm. I mean, I will, it's, it's genuinely, this is 2004 and it's one of the most memorable moments I've had in a movie theater when this guy in this hotel clerk just exhales and goes, Julie Roberts is coming. The, the collective gasp, like, people didn't know what they didn't know what the hell was going on so the plan was always to bring her in yeah but this is the only way that they could execute it right because she he needed to be in prison yeah exactly for linus to make this call for her to come out yep there's no plus you started you studied art there's no
1: downside
0: okay yeah so this is all part of the plan like they already booked all of this yep. to have arranged no, this and is she, such a there's shot. no way she could say no because Danny's in jail yeah she's got to come get her get her man get her yep. husband she's not happy about it obviously this whole thing in the limo is just oh my god it's great and the way they're constantly getting Julia Roberts's like credits wrong like four weddings of funeral, she goes she wasn't in four weddings in four. <laughs> I I wasn't in four weddings <laughs> I, I yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh-oh. Oh, Oh, my. So,
0: I want to start this off a little now just to give a little context that this is, in terms of cinema history, this is not unheard of. Like, an, an actor, a really famous person referencing themselves I think this is the most blatant example of it I've ever seen but real quick in His Girl Friday this is a an example Soderbergh has cited there's an early scene in the movie in which Cary Grant is trying to describe what a character in the movie a character named Bruce looks like and he's trying to describe this to another person and he kind of Cary Grant stumbles and he goes oh he he looks like the fellow in the movies Ralph Bellamy And the joke there is that that actor playing Bruce is actually Ralph Ralph Bellamy. So he's like calling the actor by his name as a way to describe him. So that's a really, really early example. It's a deep cut for sure. I think even a more fun and convoluted, convoluted example of this is The Freshman from 1990, directed by Andrew Bergman. And this is where Matthew Broderick is playing a New York film student, and he meets an old famous gangster, Carmine Sabatini, who's played by Marlon Brando in the movie. Now, what we learn that is that in the world of this movie, The Freshman, Carmine Sabatini was the real life inspiration for Vito Corleone in The Godfather, which is played by Marlon Brando. So I, there's all this like meta stuff going back and forth. And that's all. I mean, you want me to explain it? Does not make sense? I don't know. I think it is a it's just a massive, massive swing in Ocean 12, and I think it totally works. I, I think it's some too. of the best acting Julie Roberts has done, and I'm not kidding. Yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, so great. Ju- yeah, it really is in the hysteria of her here. You got to smile. You got to smile. I think her playing off Bruce Willis in this scene is just some of, some of her best acting because she's playing – this test woman having to play this famous That's person when they see Bruce, they like react like they're actually seeing the guy from Die Hard, you know? It's yeah. just great. <laughs> oh yeah. my god, I'm going been <laughs> sneezing all awkwardly. <laughs> Protect and, your fake baby. <laughs> and this is so like, oh my god, this uh. is brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> and everything, all the terms are gonna use here. It's real to life. So when, he's refer- when Bruce Willis is referencing his daughter, like that's his daughter's real name. Yeah. All the assistants and publicists and agents they use for Julie Roberts, like, oh, you fired, and that's all her real stuff. Like it's so inside baseball. It's so lived in. And it must have been a hell of a lot of fun for famous people to like make fun of this aspect of the business. You know, the agents, the publicists. <laughs> Damon's great here. Glenn Snackwell. We're looking to come off this baby thing really strong. Yeah. <laughs> Julia this is one of my favorite moments this reaction when Bruce just storms in <laughs> Julia screams and Damon is like wow wow <laughs> 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 <laughs>
1: I mean, like Morley.
0: Uh, Damon's outfit is also just like h- hilarious. It's so like subdued Hollywood publicist. Glenn's that's now. our time frame, right?
1: <laughs> that's <all she> <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget
0: the accent.
1: Bruce room service?:
0: I know in her shock when when he it's, sees it's him. so
1: good. Damon's, too. <laughs> oh, it's so believable.: I love you. It's the best.
0: And Bruce God, we love Bruce. I mean, he's just so he plays this so perfectly. Danny, that's her real life husband's you yep, know, name. Yep, <laughs>
1: Glenn, <laughs> Glenn Snackle.
0: <laughs> there is an absolute. There's a great touch coming up here when Damon keeps his hand on Bruce, and Bruce looks at it like that. That is such a good thing to do. Like, hey, man, don't don't put your hands on me.
1: Yeah, yeah. There's
0: a story. <laughs> the concert he yeah, has for you know. Yeah. She'll be flying. You should be fine. Look, okay, hey. I'm just studying this, like, dweeby publicist.
1: Yeah.
0: Bruce never got an Oscar, so no, he doesn't know what you're talking about. And now, I mean, we're going to go an extra, layer un- le- an extra layer under in which Tess is going to be talking to Julia Roberts on the phone. And it's, it's just, oh, I just love all of it. But what makes it work is all of their, their conviction, the conviction yep. of all the actors. And then Bruce just playing it so straight. Yeah, and, and it's great because, like, this is the swerve for them, too, because right. no one expected this part.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, high. this was unplanned, so this is genuine,
1: like, panic and...
0: It's Julia. with <laughs> Spongebob. Then <laughs> we get Carl Reiner just clapping back into frame. I love it. <laughs> Zip <Zipping> it a zipper. <laughs> this is great. And Bruce Willis. He's so stunned, he goes, I'm Bruce Willis. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's so good. He knows everything. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It's like like, their best friend ever. They're they're, they're like, you're nanny, you're this, you're that.
1: Sick on vacation. Watching Bruce kind of put it together. Very good acting. Snack bar. (laughs) Snack bar. (laughs) Ah, oh, that's great. Five to one. And then the when she's signing it, you know, though you're left-handed, she is. It's, oh, this is great. <laughs> <laughs> why would I say that? He's like, come on, why would I say?
0: <laughs> this is so great. Everyone coming up to a I figured out the sixth sense. <laughs> Everyone figured out why he makes six hundred and fifty million
1: at the box office. It's so good. <laughs> Amazing. Rice rice patty. Patty. We're practically jogging waiting for the egg swap. Yep. Yeah,
0: I mean there's still some things that need to fall into place here like everyone needs to get caught get brought in. Yeah, so there's but no one really looks like terribly nervous. You know, they're in like a jail, so they're still being watched in yeah, some capacity, yeah, yeah. so they have to play it. Can't be like, oh yeah, just a matter of time until we get out of here. I love this, just as they getting everybody. Yeah, he's really good about doing this. when they're all. It's like when they're all leaving this jail, he'll do a really intense zoom-in of all of them.
1: Mm-hmm. Gotcha. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> Another six cents. Somebody figured out, huh? Not the move.
0: <laughs> I love that. Again, we're just so in. Oh, <laughs> oh my God.
1: There it was.
0: It's always fun to watch someone who thinks they're like, they have it won yeah, and then she yeah. gets so defeated. That's always a good time. <laughs>
1: what <the hell>? Clapping. <laughs> Thank you, Bruce Willis. Thank you, Museum. Or Code 4. <laughs> I love watching Bruce slowly figure it out too. Not stopping. Okay, we're not stopping. Don't <laughs> stop. <laughs> that was great. Okay, we're not stopping. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. And a
0: perfect little kicker. Of the scene is Bruce trying to get a little flirty with Catherine. Yeah, edge Jones yeah, Bruce yeah. Rose. yeah. Often pregnant when we come to him. Sure, they do. Bruce figuring it out. It's been oh. a grift. Is there any kind of uh, clowns can't sleep? Is there any kind of deep cut reference? To I, that that I is? don't think so. I don't think you know there has to be something. Yeah, about. it might have. It might have made sense to someone at some point. But I love that clowns can't sleep. I don't think we've ever met
1: Bruce. Thing <laughs> with them. Ah, <laughs> oh, it's great.
0: Julie Roberts was actually pregnant when they were filming this, so it's kind of funny to see them have to turn that into part of this bit, like that she has to fake being pregnant. (laughs) I just, I think she's great in the way she plays all of this. That whole sequence she just had, it's one of my favorites. And this is perfect, so how'd it go?
1: And because they're still being surveillanced. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Now we're just going to get an amazing
0: heat check of Cherry Jones showing up and just completely stealing the sequence we have no idea who she is we i mean the first time i saw this i'm like whoa i really think they're going down chewing the gum picks out lannis it's just it's one of the great like audience tricks that they pull on us like a great audience con not knowing who this is yep
1: and she plays it so perfectly Uh uh-oh
0: I love Cherry Jones. I've always loved her.
2: Rolling she got very all this confidence.
0: Oh, yeah? yeah? I guess that's something I've never particularly noticed. Thank you for pointing that out. Yep, 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 yep. Takes a time. I want that one. And then, you know, I mean, they all know who she is. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. then, of course, Linus obviously knows who she is and the no-eye contact. And, you know, you really, for a second, we kind of think when he goes, wait. To her, we kind of think like, "Shit, he could dine them out, maybe. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe he doesn't have the stomach for this." Let's start with that one. Ah, I just looks so nervous. And the way that she, right as she's
1: about to leave, you know, Linus, she forgets his name. This is probably
0: the, this is one of the greatest tricks against the audience, and I have no problem with it. And somehow he manages to do it again in 13 when mm-hmm. his dad shows up and saves the day. Pulls it off twice. Yeah, because he, he brings him up in the very beginning. His first thing is, you didn't tell my dad about this, did you? Well, and I mean, in, even in Ocean's Eleven, Eleven he's like, yeah. he, he goes, you know, so-and-so speaks very highly of you. And he goes, yeah, fathers are like that. Yeah. So you get that, like, his dad's in the business. I mean, he just plays this so well. So low. I still think it's hilarious that he asked for a smaller role, and (laughs) yeah, because he was so exhausted. And they, I, I mean, I. There are rumors that they were like trying to figure out maybe how to do that, and I, I I just love that it landed on this. Like we're actually going to give you a little more to do, and you're kind of going to be like the lead, the second lead. I love that. Forgetting his name, (laughs) ooh,
1: Lannis, and then
0: yeah see you i i really believe him here and then he's so tonally polar opposite different when we are with him in the car you know you told dad yeah some people might think 11 zoom-ins back-to-back would get a little tiresome but not for me it actually might be like no i love it yeah picking them up at different places i don't know it just works
1: also despondent playing their parts That's part of the joy
0: of these movies is like watching it. Like they're not, I they can't take all these guys down, right? Like how are they going to get out of this? And you know, that the people who made it are smarter than we are. And they've been tricking us the whole time. Soderbergh often says that for, um, when he's cutting together like quick montages like this, if something isn't working, first thing he'll do is take out all the sound. Just put a little music over it. And I think that can be really effective. He does that in almost all of his movies. Takes out all the dialogue, all the sound. Well, it's the, biggest, uh, it's the biggest way to make something work is if you can just follow it. Or if it, even if it's not something that's plot driven, if it just looks good. Mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm.
0: Oh, God, I love this. Slides the cuffs right off. And then I remember figuring this out in the theater and like, I was like, wait, huh? Like, that's even enough of a reveal. But then, to, yeah.
1: Yeah, no, it comes <laughs> back to the Matsui. And you don't know who she is until he says, you told dad. (laughs) Your father is too. Uh Oh, Uh yeah, you will talk.
0: We were on vacation. Uh. Uh Uh Oh, it's great. And now the fun music starts up again. It's like, nah, we're all good people. Like we were just, I'm sorry, (laughs) it was all part of the grift. Every time with him, it's like great cut, (laughs) and they don't actually get like a lot of time together and. The first in Oceans 11 and Ocean Show, but the time they have together is really, really believable. Like yep. you just believe that all this whole dynamic.
1: <laughs> yeah. She plays it. Oh, it's great. Master thing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> they have such great chemistry. Yeah, they really do. Play up each other so well. Yeah, I'm getting a ticket to that Ticket to Paradise. Hell yeah. Let's go. Let's go. (laughs)
1: Great, I love it.
0: And now everyone's going to branch out. Who do you follow? Follow Ryan's car. And just like Ocean's Eleven, it's like the, the kind of denouement here is all yeah. about the main guy getting his woman back. That's yep. kind of, it reveals to us that this has been the point. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, women matter more than money. <laughs> <laughs> sure, <laughs> yes. I mean, that's, that, that is a big part of the end of these movies. In the way he just kind of, it's one little sentence, like there's nothing back there but a forged 1077.
1: Mhm. Because I've known all along. Mhm.
0: You really see her like you know, talking at that. There's a thing in there. Like I'm kind of, I'm into being a detective, but I'm also a little dirty. So, wouldn't mm-hmm. oh, mind kind of shacking up with Ryan here, Robert.
1: Yeah, Great to keep that's it a lot wide to take. Too. That's a lot yeah? to take. I love that. Boom, boom, there's one of our bang, themes. Boom, boom, boom.
0: I love how Soderbergh constantly keeps a scene like that, where it's basically like so much and it keeps it so far away from yeah, us. Yeah. Taking all the information. Anyone else would cut into close ups of them back yeah, and forth. Yeah, absolutely. But during that, it's like a huge. You'd go in for reveal. that close up moment of there's nothing back there but a Forge 1077, and they'd smile. And no, you just don't need that. That's what this is for. Here's a great callback. This guy's in the one who's pretending to beat up yep. Danny. Sorry, Danny. <laughs> he gets a
1: little smile on Frank's face.
0: But I love that we still have, you know, the movie has loose ends and it's, it's going to tidy them up in a way. Like we still have some pretty exhilarating sequences like the laser dance mm-hmm. sequence is like awesome. Great shot. Uh, Yeah. I love it. And this is just such a good, uh, gotcha moment the whole way they interact with him. Such a cool car. Yeah. Very. They, this is one of those things where they had to, uh, they did not have a lot of time to get this color every night because it's magic hour. When you're shooting on film, you're only going to be able to capture that color for like 25, 30 minutes. So this is, you know, I don't I don't think they were probably able to get this in one night. It's something that you're coming back to yeah. like, night after night yeah. To, yeah. to capture it. But it really plays because this blue in the sky is just remarkable.
1: He's French. Hello. Man. He's French. <laughs> <laughs> huh. Uh thinks he's won I mean, the yellow bouncing off him, and then the blue in the back. it's just <laughs> it's great <laughs> mm-hmm. That's all you gotta do, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Because you're the (laughs) best. (laughs) He can't help himself. He goes, yeah, okay. (laughs) Still thinks he's got him. Still thinks he's going to be dead soon.
0: You know, coming up with this whole dance sequence, this was actually he actually did all this dancing. Like the lasers were CG, they were yeah, put in later, yeah. but he actually did all this stuff. There's like a um I think there's a flip he does at the end or something that I don't know. No, the flip was him too. It's just crazy. It's crazy that he practiced so hard. This is great. How did my guys <laughs> how, how, not how see you? How did my recon team not see you? <laughs> of course. <I> <laughs> sitting there arguing. <laughs> I'll give you a million dollars if you don't speak for a month. <laughs> <laughs> you're what? How did my recon team not see you? And you're like, we're wrapping up the movie, and then we just stop for like three and a half, four minutes to do this awesome sequence. David Holmes, the composer hated this piece of music he hated composing it really hated scoring it and Soderbergh was like it's not what you like man it's what the night fox would listen to like what kind of music is he listening to as he's dancing because I think this track like fits perfectly oh this this track it's slaps. yeah I know it's so it's great a banger it's one of the reasons I bought that damn cd this is just so fun to watch like does he clear every laser I don't give a shit well I, I mean the thing is is like yeah I mean well with with, with this depth though it's hard to actually tell right but uh, it's just fun. They could have done a better job, maybe, with the lasers. Because he's, he's cutting through some of these right here. It does kind of, yeah. It does kind of seem like it. It's not. Like, that couldn't have been so hard. I mean, Well, maybe, maybe in was... 2004. I mean, they didn't oh, have much of, like, a CG budget. Laser shows back in the 90s when great. I was Boom. in school were, you know. Yeah, but people aren't trying to avoid those lasers. Those are real lasers. These are fake lasers. I'm just saying. I think, I think, I think, I think, I think. Well, the only qualm you have is that they could have done better with the lasers in Ocean's 12. It's a pretty good movie, yeah. That's exactly it. That. that would probably be my biggest qualm with the whole movie. And to do this front flip here, right in front of the camera, he, like, jumped off a box spring, but he just landed, like, right in front of the camera. It's crazy. Very agile. This is great, boom! Oh, Shawn Michaels. Very, Shawn Michaels. like that that little flip. I love this little like tap he does as he walks off. That. (laughs) I did it the other day and I almost rolled my ankle. Well, you got to stretch before. He does. You're right. You're right. right. It's very
1: important. You are the best. (laughs) (laughs) That's all he wanted.
0: (laughs) And watching him put it together. But that,
1: wait, that means you met with Lamarck.
0: Yeah. And a white suit oh
1: it's perfect <laughs>
0: this is great <laughs> eventually the nose eventually. The, <laughs> the way you walk in the dress you know anything
1: like that i love
0: that <laughs> Oh, yeah. And with him not saying anything and him putting it together. And the way that he like knows the code at the end, it's just, it's, and they're like, well, honestly, how'd you know that?
1: Yep, they did. Yeah, perfect little Soderberg
0: montage here. Ba-boom, ba-boom. Great Albert Finney callback, you know, he was in Aaron Brockovich, got nominated for the Oscar in 2000, directed by Soderbergh, so it's great to see them working together again. Now, do you have a problem that that this, this reveal of such an important piece of the whole entire heist was saved for this? Well, that yeah, that's a really fair question because I think what people... You know, if you're paying attention or putting it together, like we, the audience, have basically been screwed with for like the past hour. Yes. And that can piss a lot of people off that we have been very intentionally tricked and, I, and think, I do think a lot of people have a problem with that. I think a lot of people are like, oh, that whole thing you, you told me I was in on this grift with you. I wasn't, you were lying to me too. And that's, I actually don't have a problem. I love it. And I think that's what I was trying to do in this commentary was along the way, every time I felt like, okay, this is a part where is the audience, yeah. I'm questioning this mm-hmm. or I'm like, but yeah, no, I agree because it's the style of the whole entire thing. You're going to switch to color here in camera. It's great. I shot this was like a twelve mil, mil ah, twelve millimeter lens, so they're so far back. That's why it's a little like curved on the edge of the screen. Great switch to hyper color, Boom. Because this is the only time in any of the Oceans movies where they really take us not for granted, but, but they took us for like a ride. Yeah, they tricked yeah, yeah. us. It, yeah, it's the the whole movie you're watching it, just like Oceans Live, and you think like I'm in with them, like yep. I'm involved, I'm doing this with them, and then you learn later that Basically, the back half of this movie, the stealing of the egg, the planning of stealing the egg, has all been an elaborate con. Yes, and we are now we're realizing shit. We've actually been in the point of view of like the Night Fox the whole time, yeah. Or in Catherine Zeta Jones's point of view because they—that's yep. who they were trying to trick. That's what we figure out. Shit, we we actually haven't been in Rusty's that's, point of view because like this, this is, is yeah, yeah. No, that's it, that's it. Because this is the, an example of where the Ocean's 12 tricks us as opposed to tricks like in, in the 11 level 13. The yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they're tricking the characters in the movie. And here, we, I love that Yankees versus Boston. Just so, so simple. Bag swap. <laughs> See Clooney, <laughs> yeah. scraping his feet just sticking up. But yes, I think a lot of, I don't think people... A lot of audiences like being in on the joke, they'll go yeah. with, you with it, but then some people could get to, to this sequence and be like, oh, so that was all just bullshit. Like, what was the point of this, of watching it? And I don't know, I liked being, I don't want that to happen with every movie, but I really liked the way they pulled it off here. And to me, it, this is why twelve lends itself the most to repeat viewings because you can yes. go, and I can't even promise you that everything tracks, like all the title cards six weeks ago, three days ago, I think all that. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm, I'm sure, sure the math of it adds up. I've never studied it like that closely, but I'm sure it all does. Perfect landing back on him, but the way he knows this number before they do, you know, they're about to read it to him, and he like finishes it. This the
1: the codes to get in. It's like, how does he know that? <laughs> They're genuinely impressed. Yeah. <laughs> I think one story is enough for today. Great line. Yeah. you've been had sorry night fox wasn't your show
0: it's kind of the love theme that was around before when just reminds me of the music that was around when like rusty was watching watching her at the funeral and stuff
1: i love this kind of music perfect for this setting too It really looks like they shot it on location. There's no fucking green screen back right there.
0: Hence the wide, wide, wide. Looks beautiful. So then the the issue a lot of people ran into, particularly when the movie first came out, it's like the reveal has already happened that we've been duped. Yeah. So then like, why the hell do I need this tacked on? Lamarck's well, actually really your dad thing. I mean, it, that's, that can be the trouble of like big swing movies. When you lose people, yeah, they're not going to care about all the shit after. And it just might be easier for them to like make fun of it. But not for me. I think this is a great reveal that she finds out that the most famous and accomplished thief in the world is indeed her dad. In those red pants, that's a statement.
1: I mean, think about what she's going through. She thought he died when yeah. she was nine. Her red dress with his red pants. It's great. I was going to say. biding his time.
0: That's not really a good uh, reason, though. You know what I mean? It doesn't change the fact that you've been gone for that long. Well, I mean, you know, when we listened, it was like the mom said, if you ever go near her again I'll I'll dime you out so you have to like go away and the mom has just died so that's presumably the only reason he's felt he can like get back into her life it's all sad but it all lands to me and that's like one of the few emotional moments we get from Rusty Ryan in the whole series
1: beautiful beautiful shot This is great. Tell me yeah. it's good. Ellie yeah. Gold, cool. we don't want any of this. Issue closed. <laughs> I, <don't like> <laughs> I don't trust you, Ruin. <laughs> <laughs> so perfect that Gardner in the back. You know, I love this subtle pushing on him. this you miss (laughs)
0: yeah (laughs) 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 that's so good and it really pays off in 13 it's just great yep I, I mean, I love this end sequence so much. and oh, I love that. It's like you're bringing them all in. The only thing Soderbergh dictated is he picked the order in which the people come in. But other than that, it's like they're coming in and he's just shooting it. You know, yep. he's shooting the stuff. And then they ended the scene. The scene was wrapped. All the actors left. And then for his end credit sequence, he just went around the room kind of getting these still shots of, you know, poker chips, alcohol and glasses. And it totally works. that. Pitt coming in. Well, actually, it's say to Jones who comes in first, and then the collective pause is like great, and Pitt literally slides in.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Hello. <laughs> <laughs> great little delay there.
0: And she really, Catherine Zeta-Jones, really fell out of her chair. So that's, it's oh great. Really? Yeah. So it's great that that's what they included. That it's just such a good way to end. Just a happy moment. It's really hard to top, like the Bellagio Claire de Lune thing, you know, yeah. from number one, and then from eleven, and then to go to this, which has way more energy. And it's, you like playing poker? Yeah, I mean, playing playing with like. People who really know how to play with professionals is tough because there's a different level of like seriousness, but just playing to play and like having a little fun. Oh, it's such a good frame to end on. And then boom, you don't expect like, oh, that's the end. And I love these just like a collection of nice still shots. So Jerry Weintraub, that was the guy on the boat that I was referencing. Yeah, these are great little inserts right here. Yeah, it's Peter Andrews, Steven Soderbergh there. Yeah, I mean, just going around the room and not touching anything. Like, everyone already left. And we're just going to pick up a few few shots here. And it totally works. Oh, that was... They're always... These are always fun, but that was a lot of fun. I mean, God. Ocean's 12. Ocean's 12, baby. I hope if people are listening to this or they watch along with us, you know, there's some people who never really... If this didn't work for you, the movie... I, We've encouraged you to give it a second chance because we both really love it. Obviously, yeah. You just got, yeah. You just got to have fun with it, Yes. and and just trust it too, because this is the one where, like Soderbergh is really just like doing his thing with it. It is by far the most Soderbergh of the three, no question. And, and like we always say with directors like this, they're never gonna let you down. You just gotta, you just kind of gotta just give a little bit into what they're yeah, doing. Yeah, give a little. And in Understand, that's he always ends that with these Ocean's movies, introducing... That was funny, introducing Tess as Julie, Julie Roberts. Roberts. Yeah, yeah, because in Ocean's 11, it's introducing Julie Roberts as Tess. Uh, that was great. Well, any you final got anything, thoughts? Anything no. you want to say to the masses? <laughs> no, just, as always, we really appreciate you. If you had a chance to watch along with us, you know, when we recorded this, it was on Netflix. That means a great deal to us. It's a lot of fun. We also hope that these play well with you know if you're just listening to us but i i think it's really cool that the only reason we started doing these commentaries is because our dedicated listeners sh- had interest in it and that's what we went with and i it's been a lot of fun to just randomly pick the ones we pick listen <laughs> we're people's people you know we we, right. we we want we want to do what makes you happy it, we're it, a pod for the people yeah that's why we just yes. did a commentary on oceans 12 the yes. least popular of the <laughs> oceans franchise or well, maybe not of the you know the core three that was a lot of fun. That's that it. Signing off. Mm. All righty. Thanks for listening and happy watching. Well, happy listening and happy watching. Well, listening. I know. That too. Uh oh. Fun, fun. Oh, God. Hey, it's Alex. Back in real time, solo. See what I mean? Basically, when that Fabergé egg is introduced, The movie is deliberately messing with us by not revealing that the group knows they are being watched by the Night Fox, Vincent Cassell. The Night Fox's mentor, Talore, blabbed that Danny Ocean and his crew are the best thieves alive. This pisses Night Fox off, so he breaks a cardinal rule in the world of thievery, and that is that he dimes out all of the Ocean's Eleven crew to Terry Benedict. A fellow thief should never reveal the names of thieves to a mark. Big no no. Big no no. So, because Talor blabbed, he feels bad and he agrees to help Danny, Rusty, and the whole crew to one, screw over Night Fox with a very elaborate long con scheme involving a Fabrice egg, two, pay Terry Benedict back in full, three, help Rusty and Isabel get back together, and four, help Talore reunite with his estranged daughter Isabel, played by Catherine Zeta-Jones. Everything with the Fabergé egg is bullshit. Danny Ocean and his team, they all know this. Talor knows this. But the Night Fox, and we, the audience, do not. I did not put all of this together the first time I watched this movie, but then when I went back and kept investigating it, I was like damn, this thing is way twistier than I thought it was going to be. This is, this is something. So for that reason, it's one of my favorite ones to go back and rewatch. Because when that egg is introduced, that's when you start to notice all like the sly smiles and back and forth. It's, it's really what isn't being said there. And I love that. I love that. Thank you all again for listening. We have some funny stuff coming up. We've tried to keep it light. Gremlins 2, Oceans 12, our next few episodes are humor-based. The next one, I'll just tease it now. You gotta jump all the way back to episode 42, the scariest movies we've ever seen. Following that same style, for our next episode, we are simply going to talk about the funniest movies we have ever seen. It's gonna be a lot of fun. Thanks again for listening, and happy watching. Hey, everyone. Thanks again for listening. You can watch my films and read my movie blog at alexwithrow.com. NicholasDostel.com is where you can find all of Nick's film work. Send us mailbag questions at podcast at gmail.com. Or find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Letterboxd at W-A-Y-W underscore podcast next time we are ready to laugh as we discuss the funniest movies we have ever seen we're going to split into a few categories it's going to be a lot of fun it's going to be funny stay tuned